Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. So this is what it sounds like to be in a restaurant that serves you a steak for up to £840, sliced up if he's around, by an internet famous chef. Welcome to Salt Bay. <laughs> That's from a video shot for Jimmy Famulero's review of the Nuseret Steakhouse in Knightsbridge. You can read that at standard.co.uk. Here's the abridged version. He didn't like it very much. A gaudy bin fire that's really quite boring, is how he sums it up. And yet people do seem to be flocking there. I'm joined now by our Reveler editor, David Ellis. David, is this all hype? I think the majority of it must be. I think we've got to remember that this restaurant chain has born out of a meme that's from four years ago. And somehow that's enough to still draw people in to spend £830 on a steak. And all the critics hate it across the world. It's, he's never opened a restaurant that's been well-received. It gets a little bit of celebrity hype, although I think it's funny that in the UK only Gemma Collins appears to be there. That's the level of celebrity we're talking about in London. But it's, it can't be properly good because it's, it's never going to live up to those prices and it's never going to live up to the drama that people want it to be. The only thing that it does do is if you want to have a picture with Salt Bay, that's how much it costs you. Like you said, this came from a meme tweeted by Bruno Mars yes. four years ago. So Salt Bay's managed to make a lot out of it over the last four years. Can it continue? Can this restaurant continue on hype alone? I think it's sort of self-perpetuating because the more that it... The more that he goes on and he opens somewhere and people hate it and they start being outraged about it, the more you hear about it. So then you want to go and check for yourself. Is it really that bad? Is it, is it going to let me down this much? And then it keeps going. I mean, the thing is with him, he seems to just bounce around, opens up a place, then leaves. So I think if you don't catch him in the city when he's there for those first couple of weeks, maybe it's a month, I don't know exactly, then you're, you're going to be disappointed because if you went there and he's not there, it's going to be dreadful. But the restaurant group that own the company are billions of dollars in debt. So it's not entirely clear how far this success can go and how far how successful it has actually been. Yeah, it's a bit like going to the theatre, I suppose, and the understudy being on when the star's not there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. If you go and see Hamlet because you want to see XYZ in it and it's just their mate who they happen to get the gig, you'd be you'd be heartbroken. I think the same thing for Salt Bay. If you walk in there and it's just one of his guys who you've never heard of and they too are doing the viper hand, sort of wearily looking in, you in the eye going, you don't have as bad a life as me because you don't have this job and I don't know how I ended up here. I went to culinary school, damn you. If that's the case, you're going to look them in the eye and go, 
but I'm still paying for it. You know, Jeremy Collins has apparently spent £1,400. You think £1,400? And it's sort of disgusting because we think about the enormous food waste and food poverty that's in this country, but also around the world. And also we're in a particularly hard time financially at the moment. And yet there's still a restaurant and people will still spend that money. So it kind of is quite dispiriting when you think about what that says about London Steiners, I'm afraid. £1,400 is a lot of people's monthly wage. Is there a cheaper, is there a better steak out there, David? There are millions. I would say every steak in London is better. In fact, I would probably imagine from what I've heard that Salt Bay could only be rivaled by the Angus Steakhouse. And the only possible benefit of the Angus Steakhouse to the rest of us is that it keeps the tourists out of our good restaurants. Go to Hawksmoor, go to the Guinea Grill, go anywhere that sells proper meat uh, and isn't selling itself on a man with a massive knife who's only five foot eight and obviously doesn't like that about himself. How has he got to this position? Who is this man, Salt Bay? He's both hyped and criticised, vilified and loved. Well, he is a Turkish butcher, comes from very humble beginnings. Uh, so I think we have to say full credit to him. He's completely turned his, his life around. And he did uh, Instagram a photo of him looking completely different. Uh, and it, so he's revolutionised himself. He was a butcher, I think, somewhere around 15 years. He doesn't really give interviews, which sort of helps with that mystique and the hype. Uh, and then a chap came into his restaurant and was apparently so impressed that they started putting in tons of money. And, and from that moment, they started doing social media and things like that. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned earlier, Bruno Mars is to blame for all this. Uh, and there's a, 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 I think she's a journalist. I can't remember her name. It's, it's Lila something. And she christened him Salt Bay. And actually, I think that being so memorable, actually, is possibly what's helped. Not just that there's a funny video, but the fact that we can all just go, oh, yes, Salt Bay, I saw that and I think the fact you know we never see his eyes because he's always got his John Lennon glasses on and then he posts an awful lot of sort of topless things but then never seems to have a girlfriend but then also seems to have 13 kids it's so confusing but at least he's entertaining you know and I think genuinely I think in that four years it's just the fact that he's so mad he's the he's the reality tv star equivalent of the chef world and seems to be just doing really well at it doing really well but not without controversy as well dude unfortunately not yeah I mean Chefs, uh, particularly at the moment, are going through this where we're hearing about all the problems that there happen behind the scenes. And restaurants are quite a high-pressure environment, as we all know. Um, but he's had a few lawsuits. So there are suggestions that all is not happy behind the scenes. But again, I wonder if that is the very nature of being a celebrity. When you have this much adoration, when you have people like David Beckham coming to your restaurant in New York, or apparently Leonardo DiCaprio is telling you you do the best steak in the world, I think people can go a little bit crazy with fame. We see it all the time, and I think that's possibly what's happening here. I am in no way excusing him doing those alleged things, but it's just a, it's an interesting uh, an idea that someone can't cope with it, even when they're making so much money. I suppose one good thing coming out of this is we've had all our restaurants locked down in London. Now they've opened up again. And this has got people talking not just about Salt Bay, but about all the other restaurants, about eating in London again at an international level. That has to be celebrated, doesn't it? Yes, I think that's a very generous take, but it is nice. And it is lovely that it's been embraced so much and that there is somewhere that's drawing so many people out, getting them interested. And to be honest, maybe if you do go and you get a little bit ripped off, you might think, well, actually, I would love to find somewhere that's a bit better. Or on the other hand, you might go and apparently the atmosphere is fantastic. Uh, so you might go and you yeah, I really love being in restaurants. They are great. And it might encourage a little bit more of that. So, you know, if we're, <laughs> if we're going to be upbeat, then that's the way to look at this place.
David Ellis and Jochen Embley have written a brilliant feature on the story of Salt Bay, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. And do check out Jimmy Famuero's review. It's almost like being there, but without the bill. The Leader Podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.